The podcast for regular Joes, couch potatoes, and self-proclaimed sports analysts that live sports. This is Mama's Basement Sports Talk with Shannon Coward. Every Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mama's Basement. I'm your host, Shannon Coward, and it's the first of the month, February 1st, 2016. We had a great weekend of sports, so let's get it. So let's start with football. We had a fun weekend talking about football, the Pro Bowl was weekend, so let's start there. So the Pro Bowl had... Uh, less viewership than last year, but they were the most viewed television show this weekend. Russell Wilson got the MVP honors, throwing three touchdowns and leading Michael Irvin's team to the victory. Most people say it wasn't that entertaining. I watched a little bit of it, and for All-Star Game, I, I thought it was okay. But I want your feedback on should we even have a Pro Bowl or some things we can change about the Pro Bowl? Or who is your favorite performer of this Pro Bowl, 2016 Pro Bowl? Let me know. Give me your feedback on that. So the great Megatron from the Detroit Lions is talking about retiring. He spent about nine years and made about $140 million. But leaving right now, he'll leave $63 million on the table. My question is, should he retire? I want you guys to let me know what you think. Well, his mom is a doctor. His family is very educated. He doesn't need the money. So right now, it's all about his love for the game. So I'm interested in hearing your feedback on what he should do. Should he not retire? Should he possibly go to a different team? Let me know what you think. Me personally, if I was him, I would go to another team. I would still go at least for one championship. One championship is good enough for me to want to retire with all my money and be happy. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to history, and we talk about Calvin Johnson later, we're going to look at him like he didn't give it all he could. He could have did so much more, and I would hate to be putting history books as could have done more. So I would play I would play that rest of his contract out and try to go to a different team, me personally. Uh, the money doesn't matter. It seems like he made plenty of money. Um, he has a family that's real educated and has money. So tell me what you think about Calvin Johnson. Johnny Menzel's in the media again for allegations of domestic abuse. They're not calling domestic abuse, which is the crazy part. That shows you how white people have in America um, and how black people have in America. When a black person does anything, they're going to label it as the worst possible case scenario. When it comes to white people, they're going to wait until all the, the proof comes out before they give it the title domestic violence. They're, Browns still don't know what they're going to do with Johnny Menzel. The league don't know what they're going to do with Johnny Menzel. But I need your feedback on this, too. Is this a, a white and black thing? Can we use the race card on this Johnny Menzel um, situation? Let me know how you feel. The Browns probably should get rid of Johnny Menzel because he doesn't even want to be there. Um, everything seems like it's crashing for him. It doesn't ha- matter how much money you have. Obviously, like you can still be unhappy. So I really want your feedback on What's the possible options for Johnny Manziel, to be honest with you? So, San Diego gets the deal done. They will be in L.A. in 2016. You heard it here. They will be heading to L.A. in 2016. I once lived in San Diego, and I know how hard it's going to be for San Diego fans to get over the fact that 
They had a team. They couldn't get a deal done with the team to stay. So now they have to move to L.A. San Diego fans are diehard fans. No matter how much losing, how much winning, they're diehard fans. I mean, when LT was there, it, it was crazy. So I know how hard it must be for San Diego fans. I'm sorry for you guys. But big ups to L.A. L.A. got another team, a great team. And now that's great for San Diego because they knew they had to do this because Oakland was possibly going to take their spot, and then San Diego would have been the third team in Southern California, and they just couldn't allow it. Actually, the NFL and Oakland Raiders are not discarding Las Vegas as a possible spot for the new team and a new stadium, a great new stadium. So be on the lookout to see if Oakland Raiders actually do land a spot in Las Vegas. And if they don't, where where are they going to go? Let me know if you have some ideas on where the Oakland Raiders could possibly go. They probably should stay in Oakland, if asking me personally. That's my opinion. They should stay in Oakland. They should work it out because Oakland is a great place for our sports. And in a couple years, they won't have the Golden State Warriors anymore either. So, Oakland, try to work that deal out. And listeners, let me know what you think about that. So, since we're on the topic of football, I have two questions First question is, should T.O. be a first ballot Hall of Famer? And the second question is, should Peyton Manning retire even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? Now, I'm going to start on Terrell Owens. My opinion is he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is somebody in football that moderate football fans can identify with, and they know him quite well. Um, Mark, Mike Martz doesn't think... Terry Owens should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He thinks somebody like Terry Holt should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Terry Holt, when you say his name, people who haven't watched football the last for years who just starting to watch football won't know him like they'll know Terrell Owens. He's what I would call a quintessential Hall of Famer. But give me your feedback on that. Peyton Manning, he should retire. I'm to be honest, I thought he should have retired probably last year, a year before last. I didn't think his body was going to hold up. A neck surgery? Now, that que- that goes into the question, did he use the HGH or any antibiotic steroids to help him recover? And I'm not even going to put my opinion on that because I don't know. I want the- more proof to come out. But when you come back from a neck uh, surgery, you have to go overseas to do the every- – you, to- you have to go overseas to do the surgery because – they don't, it's not even regulated enough for Americans to do it. And then you come back, throwing the ball like he throws, it has some questions. But if he doesn't win the championship, he, he needs to retire either way. He shouldn't put his bite on line because he can take some serious, serious damage at his age. And frankly, the amount of damage he's taken. So let me know what you think about Terrell Owens and Peyton Manning as they both have Hall of Fame careers. Let me know what you think about those guys. Um, let me know what you think about Terrell Owens going to the Hall of Fame and Peyton Manning retiring. Most people do not think Peyton Manning will retire if he, if he doesn't win a championship. So we will see. So before we go football, I want to talk about um, Katana Smith, who is Demarius Thomas's mom. She just got out of prison and did 15 years in a 20 by 20 cell. Watching Demarius on TV, getting letters and notes and pictures. She will have an opportunity to see her son play in a Super Bowl after being locked up for 15 years. That's an incredible story. Her name is Katina Smith. She was locked up on allegations that she sold drugs and crack cocaine. 
but Obama released her. It was a non-violent criminal offense. He let her out, and now she has an opportunity to see her son play football and play at the highest level in the Super Bowl. That's such an incredible story. Tell me what you think about uh, Demaris Thomas's mom, that feel-good story of her being locked up. Even the person who got her locked up, her mom, said she was a small part. She wasn't even a part of the deal. They gave her 20 years because she didn't turn on her mom. So big story, big ups. I'm glad she's out. I'm glad she gets to see her son play in the Super Bowl, regardless if it's in person or on TV. So I really want your feedback on that incredible story and um, how you feel about Damaris's mom, Damaris's mom's mom, and that whole story in general. I'd love to hear your feedback. So let's move on to some basketball. Just a few topics we have. First, Suns fire Hornacek. He was 14-35 this year. But we knew that without Bledsoe in that lineup, they're going to be rough. They're going to be really rough and rugged. It's going to be a tough year for them. Without their, their main star, they have to bring a rookie booker in. So Jeff Hornacek gets fired. After only 14-35, they didn't give him the rest of the season to try to turn it around. They didn't have a chance to win it, uh, get to the playoffs after Bledsoe went down. So, sorry to hear about uh, Jeff Hornacek. He knows basketball. But he's probably one of them players who might not know how to connect to the players. We'll see more about that as we move further along during the season. And you know we're coming closer to February 18th, the trading deadline. People are literally putting their houses up for sale because they think they're going to get traded. But that brings me up to my next question. It's for the viewers. I need your feedback. Should the Clippers trade Blake Griffin? And if they will trade Blake Griffin, what pieces do you think they should get for Blake Griffin? The whole thing is, they might have to revamp the whole team. As constructed, even with a, a couple good players, Clippers, I don't see Clippers having a chance to win the championship. But I do see some teams being able to get themselves up in the championship conversation if you add somebody like Blake Griffin. Would you get rid of Blake Griffin or would you get rid of CP3 and other pieces? That's my question. Give me some feedback. Me personally, I would keep Blake Griffin and I would get rid of CP3. I would get rid of a whole bunch of pieces because, like I said, I've heard from sources, family members of CP3, that him and Blake just don't get along, and they're not going to be on the same team together. It's not going to lead to a championship type of season. So I want your feedback, who, what, and where. As we get closer to the February 18th deadline, more pieces are coming up on that trading block and are being shopped around. So give me some feedback. Let me know what your team need. Tell me who your favorite team is and who your favorite player is, and tell me what pieces y'all are willing to trade or you think you should be willing to trade for a championship team. Let me know. So the NBA will get a lot juicier as we move closer to February 18th trade deadline. And we'll talk about more about who's on the shopping block. But I want to transition to tennis on a short Monday. Djokovic wins. Smacks Murray, which is leading him into him trying to get his first calendar Grand Slam. And he picks up his first career Grand Slam, grabbing an Australian Open, which he has never had. But he's moving forward and he's looking very strong. He's looking like the best athlete on the on every court he, he sits his foot on. And I, I feel like he can get his calendar grand slam. But it, this brings me to the bigger topic, which Serena loses to Kerber. Now, only Serena can lose to Serena. She can only lose to herself. 
Serena's big problem is she doesn't make great adjustments. When she's not playing her game, when she's not playing her power game, she can't make adjustments to play a volley game. Now, with this being said, she's going to have to because she should have a uh, calendar grand slam. And now I see some, I see naysayers, I see people saying we shouldn't expect her to win them all. We shouldn't expect her to win them all, true. But the, the majors... The Grand Slams, yeah, we do expect her to win. She's the best player in the world, possibly the best player of all time. Yeah, she should have this calendar Grand Slam. Or she can't have that title because somebody has already had a uh, calendar Grand Slam and she has not. So, I want to see Serena dominate the rest. She dominated her, her way all the way up until the finals and then loses. Like... That can't happen. She needs to go in there with a mindset that if what she has, her game plan, whatever game plan she has brought into the match is not working, she needs to make adjustments and changes so she can do what's necessary to win a calendar Grand Slam. Now, the the tennis season had just opened, and she has already turned. She already messed that up. So she needs to come out and dominate the rest of the year so the, her fans can be happy, including me. Let me know what you think about tennis. Let me know what you think about Djokovic being so powerful. And let me know what you think about Serena already losing in the, in the first major. I want to hear you guys' feedback. So along with sports I hardly ever talk about, like tennis, is hockey. The NHL All-Star Game was also this past weekend. It was last night. I got a chance to watch it and... I want your feedback on what you think about the new uh, hockey rules. I like the three-on-three. It gives a lot of action. A couple games had seven, eight uh, goals. The fast-moving pace. And big shout-out to John Scott. Nobody won him in the All-Star game, but he ended up being the the best part about the All-Star game, the highlight. He made it fun. I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, but I did see the fake fight between him and Kane, which was fun and funny. Um, lots of shots at goal, lots of playfulness, great jerseys. They all get to change jerseys, get lots of fun. So, big shot to NHL, uh, the NHL. It wasn't up to the par with the NFL Pro Bowl, but the NHL, that was a great move, making it three-on-three. I like how they did the division, Pacific versus Central. That was awesome. Um, I'm glad that John Scott got a chance to be there, be a part of it, and bring some fun and excitement to it. I want your feedback on what you guys thought about the NHL and the All-Star Game. I personally enjoyed it. I didn't get to see the um, skills challenge, which I was a little upset about, but I did get to watch John Scott go ham. So you guys let me know what you thought about John Scott's performance, the NHL, what they can change, what they need to do moving forward. So with that being said, let's move on to soccer. I want to talk about USA Soccer and Josie Altador. He's a black guy that can take soccer to a whole nother level if he plays up to his potential he pulled his hamstring in the last world cup but now as we come up to the olympics he's healthy he's looking fast he's looking focused and we need him to play strong for us to win he's the fastest player on the team and one of our best strikers so i just want to bring up josie outdoor because he's a, a black man like i said he can take soccer to the forefront of all black sports soccer makes a lot of money Messi makes up to about $100 million a year just on his contract alone. So 
that's a big deal. Black people need to know more about soccer. They want they need to get excited about soccer because it's less damaging on your body than say football or basketball. You don't have to slam it against people all the time. You don't have to jump forty inches off the ground all the time. You can play a lot of years. You can make a lot of money, and it's one of the more beautiful sports that we have. So I want to give a, sh- a big shout to jo- uh, Josie Altidore and the USA team. Keep moving forward. Get, keep getting black people interested in, interested in playing because. I feel like if we had somebody like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, cra- the crazy athletes we have, um, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, this thought of if these black guys played soccer, we would crush the world. We would dominate in another sport, but our best athletes never played soccer. So I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say about the the future of USA soccer and Klinsman. Is he even doing a good job? Do we need to get a new coach? Let me know what you guys think about the future of uh, USA Soccer, Blacks in Soccer. I would be really interested in hearing your feedback about soccer. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate y'all listening on the first month of February on this Monday edition of Mama's Basement. Moving forward, I'm looking to get some interviews for some club soccer players, some overseas basketball players. I'm looking to do that next week or the week after, so keep tuning in. I appreciate y'all. Leave me some feedback on sports you guys play, interesting stories we can tell on the podcast. Dig down to some good sports tonight. I'll be with y'all tomorrow to discuss all the great topics and stories. But until then, be cool. Mama's basement.